At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you in. Betting Across America continues from our Circus Sportsbook Studio downtown Las Vegas on this Saturday afternoon. So happy to have you along. I'm Ben Wilson, joined by Amal Shaw, who immediately goes into a, into a Wimbledon tennis sweat, fifth set doubles in the men's championship, Amal. Yeah, we wouldn't that. want it any other way. Yeah, I just noticed I'm, I'm sitting there staring at the screen up there. But, uh, yeah, interesting one here. Uh, we had a great women's match today. This uh, men's doubles has been terrific. The women's doubles goes tomorrow after the men's. Uh, men's tomorrow should be terrific with Nick and uh, Novak. No, no doubt. We're going to talk about that in just a second. A lot to get to on the show today. Certainly a full baseball card, as we always see on these Saturdays. We'll talk a little college football. Brandon Marcello, who writes for 247 Sports, is going to join us. Uh, Sean Zarillo on Major League Baseball a little bit later. Preview some of the big night games tonight. And as always on a Saturday, we'll check in with our guy Mike Piranio over at the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook here. Coming up later on this hour, get some Amal confidence rankings as well as we get ready for the college football season a little more than a month out uh, to get underway but we'll start with the Wimbledon Mall we'll yep. get into our thoughts on the Nick Kyrgios Novak Djokovic match for tomorrow we have seen some money coming in on Kyrgios since this line opened but first for the the women's match earlier today I know you and Mike Palm you talked yeah. Wimbledon basically every day this week on odds on Elena Rybak in a hundred to one in, in a lot of places coming into the tournament was a dog once again earlier today looks completely uh, completely, uh, I guess, from a, a competitive balance standpoint, like she wasn't even in the match for the first set, and all of a sudden, just able to flip a switch, Anz Jabur got a little little loose in that second set, completely turns the tide, and she wins it in three in a very impressive run for Rabakina as she makes her, her first Grand Slam championship run. Yeah, you're absolutely right. When you look at it from a competitive standpoint, it looked like she was hanging on for dear life. 
Uh, second set gets the early break and then gets a double breaker. And from there, it well, all went in her favor. There was an opportunity, though, for Jabour in this third set. She was down a break. Uh, she had an opportunity at Love 40 on Rybakina's uh, service game. Couldn't come through. And she came through with just beautiful serves and a one-two combo and really was able to get through. Give her a ton of credit for being able to win this thing. By the way, one of the things that I love when she won, she didn't get hit by sniper fire like everybody else does when they go down, right? Like everybody gets just shot by somebody. Yeah. They all fall yeah. down. She just walked up the net. Hey, won the match. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Chris Fowler and Chrissy Everett, they were like, what? Is she even, ha-? they were, because they're so used to seeing yeah. all the players go, uh, go insane. Rabakita, depending on the book, was around a dollar fifty underdog uh, in this match. So many takeaways too from, uh, we, we can talk about this as well, I'm all just in a, from a macro sense, both sides, men's and women's in, in the singles field. Uh, in a surface too, we, we talk about it every year, Wimbledon, so much variance when you get yeah. to the grass court season. W- what was your main takeaway when you looked at the women's draw this year, the way that uh, Igis Fiatek goes out early and, and the way that so many of the top seeds were very, very much victims to the upset killers? Well, let's start with Iga first. Look, she's a tremendous player, but make no mistake about it. The women's game right now is diluted. You know, if you look at some of the great players, they're not what's what they once were. Petra Kvitova has gotten older. You know, ever since she had that unfortunate incident where she was attacked in her home and her wrist mm-hmm. injury, she's not been the same player. Simona Halep has been dealing with injuries, had a great run. And really, if she wasn't against someone with the power who turned out to be the champion or Bacana, that she would have been able to probably pull through in this one as well. Serena obviously is far, uh, far older. But again, I said this before the tournament started. I've said it all year. The best player in the world is no longer playing. Ash Barty. I mean, this is a person that's the defending champion at Australia at Wimbledon, has won a French Open, has won on all three surfaces, talks about her greatness. So I think on the women's side, the game is wide open. That's why you see Iga go down fairly early. I don't put her in that category, the Steffi Graps, the Monica Sellis, the Serena mm-hmm. Williams. And I mean, look, it's no disrespect to her. There's That's just a different level player. And it's just the reality of it. So I think when you get ready for flushing, you get ready for the tournaments coming up in the United States, including uh, Western and Southern in Cincinnati. I think it's going to be wide open. You're going to have a lot of players have an opportunity. Hard courts are a little bit more consistent in terms of the better players. Mm-hmm. A player like Madison Keys, who's not had a great year, can turn things around on the hard courts. Remember, she's been to a U.S. Open final. Uh, so there's some players that can make some noise that you may not pay attention to or have not thus far this year. Yeah, Jesse Pagula is the one that I always come to mind. Great She's one. Been very good on hard courts the yep. last couple of years. Had a, a deep run at the Aussie Open. We'll see. We'll see how things transition because at least with the hard court, as we you know we kind of move forward here, you have a lot more data to go off of than Wimbledon, where it's maybe you know you get Eastbourne, you get Bad Homburg. It's basically two, maybe three warm up events where we get a, a pretty solid month, month and a half year of data. We'll get on the hard courts. Yeah, I, I'm not a big data guy on tennis. I watch a ton of matches. So for me, and you know, a lot of it is the eye test. What's your ability yeah. to serve? When you get on grass courts and you get on hard courts, to me, it's about the server. I, I'm not a big clay court fan, but to me, clay court is true tennis, right? You see the Diego Schwartzman of the world who are a little bit smaller in stature. I thought uh, you know they're more effective on clay because you've got to be able to have rally tolerance. And if you don't have that, you're going to be in trouble. And I thought Djokovic made a great comment. Uh, somebody asked him you know, post-match against Nori, Hey, who are the best at this, this, and this? And he went through, he goes, well, you know, the challenge against uh, Karlovic, uh, Riley Opelka, and Isner, he goes, they're serving from the fifth floor. And he goes, that's why Nick is probably the best server because he's only 6'4". Those guys are all 6'10 and above. So it's a difference in terms of size, and you see it. um, But I I think it should be a ton of fun this summer. I I think it's going to be wide open. And you look at the men's side, Novak is not going to be able to participate as of now because of the vaccine status. If he doesn't participate, and let's say Rafa's not healthy, Medvedev has not been as good as he's been in the last couple of years, this could be a fun tournament at Flushing. I'm, look, I'm totally with you. And you think about a lot of the Americans as well that made big, big leaps on the grass. Mm-hmm. How it, now, now we finally have gotten to a point where, yeah. hey, American tennis is not completely the yeah. abhorrent mess that it has been. 
who, who knows? Could there be a, a dark horse guy that makes a run? Either way, though, we still have one more match to get to, in the at least in the singles on the grass for tomorrow. Novak Djokovic, uh, Nick Kyrgios after Rafa Nadal. He pulled out of the semifinal. Kyrgios automatically moving on through, whereas Djokovic, he took out the Brit Cameron Nori there in four sets on Friday morning. But you look at this, and, and I'm all this open. Djokovic, a healthy five, five-and-a-half-dollar favorite. You've seen a steady amount of money coming in on Kyrgios, the, the, as we have discussed before. I know you're, you're more of an eye test guy, but the data has shown Kyrgios has been the best server in this entire tournament, which is huge on, on grass, holding it at a 94% clip. Djokovic right there, certainly 89%. But at least some of the betters thinking that uh, Kyrgios is going to be live in this one. Well, I think so simply because Nick is incredible on serve. Look, Novak has never beaten him. I mean, beaten him, forget that. But they played four sets. He's never broken him. He's only created one breakpoint opportunity. With all that being said, though, to me, when you look at it, as great as Nick is in terms of serving, still the greatest returner in the history of the game is Novak Djokovic. And, you know, you talked about 94%. Here's the problem with that data. You're not playing Novak. This is a guy with 20 slams who's done it all. He's won totally Wimbledon fair. six times. It's a whole different animal when you get to center court and that trophy's on the line. We saw it with Rabakina in the first set. She looked very, very nervous. And so I think for Nick, he's got to win the first set if he's going to have a chance to win this match. I think it's much more important for him than it is for Novak. Look, Nori takes the first set. When Novak then flipped the switch, Nori didn't get a break point the rest of the match. It was curtains. Novak said, all right, all right, now I'm going to beat you. And it, it was done yeah. and dusted fairly quickly. I mean, you could have made so much money. Just Novak was minus 8 9 10 and $11 on a service game. You say, well, that's a high price. He didn't lose a service game. He, forget that. Nori only in two games in the final three sets got to 30. I mean, I mean think, it was and it was like 50-second holds, essentially. Yeah, it, it wasn't even exactly. like the points were extended. And that's a fascinating point you bring up because a lot of times when we talk Live tennis betting, to, and we've had this discussion before, the most fascinating sport to live bet in because yeah. of the different varieties, the different things you can bet. But most people look at big juice numbers and they're like, okay, there's no way I would actually, you know, actually bet this. It doesn't really make any sense. But in tennis, there are certainly ways you can do that. And especially a serve-oriented sport like this where yeah. the men's game breaks are so rare, that, that's certainly a way to attack it. I just wonder for tomorrow, and so we've seen Djokovic come out super slow each of the last couple matches. Goes right. down two sets to Tionic Center in the quarterfinals. Uh, goes down a set to Cameron Nori in, in the men's semi. Will we see Djokovic come out and, and, and actually, from the get-go, put it into 100% gear? Or will he kind of make what he's done the rest of his opponents do? Go to a high level and then say, okay, I see your high level. Now sustain that for five sets. I bet you can't. It's a great point you make, Ben. And to me, I think against a guy like Nick, he'll come out and play early on because he knows that Nick's capability, he can take the racket out of your hand on his serve. And so that'll be the real challenge here. Look, Cam Nori could have been up two sets up a break he wasn't beating Novak on five at Wimbledon. You know, yeah. I mean, that's just the reality of it. He's just not in a situation where he's a good enough player to be able to get through against a guy like him. I go back to Nick is the one guy outside of Medvedev and Dominic team. Team's been dealing with injuries from this next generation of players that can beat the big three. Sitsipas, he is, look, he missed his opportunity. He had a two-set lead against Novak at uh, Roland Garros. Couldn't close the deal. Team will eventually get healthy. Rafa's still around, and then you've got Zverev, and of course, you've got Carlos Alcaraz. I don't think Sitsipas is going to be able to win a Grand Slam at that tournament. He doesn't have a tremendous backhand. Mm -hmm. He can get exposed in a lot of different areas. These guys, they all win these smaller tournaments against guys, against the Novaks of the world. But when you look at their records, 
on the Grand Slams, best of five. It's about fitness. It's about ability and mental fortitude. And these guys dominate them. Roger and Rafa and Novak are just so far ahead of the curve. It's unbelievable. It is so funny, too, how we look at we say we look at Nick Kyrgios of mm-hmm. this new wave generation of guys coming up and say, all right, he's the most volatile emotionally. Yeah, no question. Just because of all the in all the off-court things he's had and, and the matches he's tanked and the, the tweeners out of nowhere that make no sense. But I mean, you make a pretty good point where Sitsipas on the surface is more like a, a more well-kept guy. Right. He's had some pretty incredible collapses, a lot more so than we've seen out of Nick Kyrgios. Maybe that's just because of the pedigree we kind of have assigned to Sitsipas where he's a, a top five player. But it makes for an interesting case study into what we'll get tomorrow because we've never seen Kyrgios at this stage before in a mm-hmm. Grand Slam final and with this sort of thing on the line here. I think you make an excellent point about Sitsipas and basically the credit he's given. But you know what Sitsipas is? It's like being a great team and playing in the Pac-12 in college football. Are you really that great? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the question. You know, he's doing well in these smaller tournaments. What do you do at the Grand Slams? Look, you look at Rafa, he had to pull out of this one. Rafa's won 19 consecutive Grand Slam matches. He's won, he won the Australian, he won the French, and he had to pull out here due to injury. He was in a situation where he could have potentially won 21 in a row, going to New York with an opportunity for, for a, a single-year Grand Slam would have probably solidified him as the greatest player of all time. But unfortunately, that won't materialize Nick has the talent and the ability. From a talent standpoint, I, I remember um, the guy who started IMG Academy, Nick Boletari, mm-hmm. talked about this. He said, look, Nick's talent, this guy's a top 10 talent of an all-time guy. But does he want to put it in the work? And, and if you think about it, all these greats, the amount of work Rafa does, all these guys, you don't get there. I mean, you know, Roger's a great talent, but Roger had the work ethic to go with Correct. it. My only play here, and it was a small play for me tomorrow. I'm, I, I did take the over 39 and a half games, minus 110. Uh, you can still find out there. I, I love that bet. I think it's a great possibility in this one. Look, Nick, they're going to go to breakers. I was just going through the matches against Roger. He's six and one in his one and six in his career against Roger, but five of the matches had set tiebreakers. Nick is so hard to break. You'll have a minute five service game. If you get up to go get some from the fridge, it'll be serving for no games gone. Yeah, I, exactly. I am at, at least, I would say one to two tie breaks at a minimum. I would agree with you. I would say. All right. We're going to update the Major League Baseball on the other side. Talk a little NFL news and notes next year on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in Betting Across America here from VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, with our producer behind the glass, Elliot Bauman and Amal Shaw. I'm Ben Wilson. A lot to get to on the show today. We'll have Mike Peranio from the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook join us in about a half hour. Just a couple games underway already, Amal, on the Major League Baseball card. We'll give a, get a full breakdown here in a little bit. Number of games starting at the 4 o'clock Eastern hour. Uh, the Chicago White Sox, though, who picked a pretty bad time to, I mean, <laughs> this whole season has just been a comedy of errors from start to finish. They've, they've lost the first couple in their series against Detroit. They are up 6-0, though, in the third inning right now. So all over Detroit at, at the moment. You know, I think Johnny Cueto is a far better pitcher than he's ever gotten credit for in his career, Ben. I've liked him a lot when he was in Cincinnati, San Francisco. He's a guy that's been very effective as a number two. I just don't think he's ever, you know, sometimes if you're a non-English speaker, people don't know who you are. Sometimes in baseball, great players can disappear. I mean, Mike Trout might be the, the only player I can remember in any sport ever that walks down the street and 75% of the people wouldn't even know who he is. And this White Sox team you referenced, you know, they have them on the bump today. They get out with the Sheets three-run homer early on. But there's little things with this team that's a problem. What was this, the first time in baseball history in uh, 8-3 triple play? 8-5 eight, eight, triple or eight, play. Or 8-5. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous in terms of what you've seen with this team from a base running standpoint, uh, fielding. They've had some opportunities. The Twins have not played great baseball this past week. The Guardians have been god-awful horrific. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. You know, the Guardians got down to plus $2 about a week ago. Now they're plus 425 I think, at MGM to be able to win the division. Uh, White Sox around 190 and the Twins have now become a favorite around 120 to 130 depending on where you get the number. And Guardians now 475 wow. at MGM. And we'll do a full breakdown, take a look at some of these divisional races. But you make the point, too, Amal, and for the White Sox, it's funny. We just saw the Guardians lose four straight yeah. in a series. They were, they were swept in a doubleheader. By Detroit, so they lost four straight to the Tigers there. White Sox lose the first two of a four-game set at home uh, to the Tigers. But this probably couldn't have gone any worse for Chicago. And yet, look, they're six games out entering today, 39-43, and 43, against a Minnesota team that is, has been well-documented, has a lot of issues from a, a depth perspective. Pitching has been very up and down for them. I mean, this could be a lot worse if Chicago was in a... I, I, if, I, if, if you were in a, uh, you know, a more apt division here, you'd, you could be totally done this year, but yet Chicago is still very much alive. If the Twins had a bullpen that didn't consist of junior high closers, this <laughs> team would already have won the division. Think about this against the Guardians. And during the eight games that they mm-hmm. played over the last couple of weeks, they led in every one of those games in the sixth inning or later. Couldn't close them out. This past week in, in the game against, um, I, I forgot who, uh, the White Sox. On the, on the getaway day game. The, the 9-8 game. Yeah, yeah, the 9-8 game. They had a 3 nothing lead. 
uh, five, three, I think seven, six or something like that. They've had opportunities. They can't close out games. The offense is terrific. Their offense is far better than the Guardians and the White Sox. They've got an opportunity tonight. Tough game, though, this afternoon in Arlington because Martin Perez is on the bump. That'll be a tough one. He has been outstanding at home for the Rangers. Yeah, and you look at uh, that game. That's one of, I believe, six here on our our docket coming up. Actually, uh, I, was, I, was, I only got two-thirds. Uh, nine. There's actually nine games coming up at the 4 o'clock Eastern hour. Uh, so that right now, and at least for the White Sox, who were in desperate need of a good start out of Cueto, yeah. who's been really good, as you mentioned, sub-4 ERA. As a sixty favorite today, they lead 6 nothing there, top of the fourth on Garrett Hill and the Tigers. And then the other one, Phillies, Cardinals, nothing, nothing, top of the fifth. A couple teams... Uh, trying to overcome some deficits in their respective divisions with Kyle Gibson versus Dakota Hudson. That was about a pick maybe dollar twenty-five favorite out there for the Cardinals. Good pitchers duel so far. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised that this number was nine, and I didn't play it under. I got a little bit scared. I, I thought maybe they'll be able to hit the ball during the daytime. Usually ball tends to carry during the day, but I tell you what, Ben, to your point, both guys have been really effective. Offense is struggling, especially Philadelphia without Harper in the lineup. We'll see how long they're able to sustain themselves in that National League East. Braves playing extremely well. And by the way, thank you for finishing up that rain delay last night in Atlanta. In the eighth inning, it was 10-2. to two. If you <laughs> yeah. had the run line like me, you're like, come on, guys. We've yeah. got to get this thing completed here. And uh, the Metropolitans lose the game against uh, Pablo Lopez and company yesterday. So Braves right there on their heels. We'll see what happens. But... Um, I want to go back real quickly to the point you made about the Guardians and the Tigers. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, Ben, going in that four-game series, I said, oh, the Guardians are going to be able to make, make a run here. Because I took the Twins to win the division, and, and I'll tell you what, um, it, it's a situation where I thought, oh, Cleveland's got a great opportunity with the schedule. they got the Royals and the Guardians coming up. They've lost the first five games, and they're out of seven that they're going to play. I mean, I would have thought they'd be four and one at worse. And, and for a team, too, that feasted on below 500 teams. Yeah. Up until that run... They had the fewest wins of against above 500 teams in the majors, but they were getting by by taking care of all the bad teams. And you figured, oh, all right, soft soft portion of the schedule, and it's gone totally. I got to give a friend of mine credit, though. He said to me when the Guardians were 40 and 36, he goes, I'm going to tell you right now, the All-Star break, this team will be under 500. I said, well, they got the Royals and the White Sox coming up. He goes, no, I'm telling you right now, they have no offense. Yeah. And they're already at 40 and 41, and it only took five games to get to that point. Now, they'll have an opportunity to correct some things, but... They play the Twins eight more times. They play the White Sox 14 more times. And they play the Royals and the Tigers somewhere around 20 to, uh, I'm sorry, about 24 to 28 times. I don't have the exact number. But they'll have an opportunity. I think the division is wide open there. Because I think when you look at the, the West in the AL and in the NL, in my opinion, are done. The NL e, uh, the AL East is done. I think you've got three divisions where it's up for grabs. The Central with your Brewers and St. Louis. Yep. Who do you like to come out of there? It's a good question. I don't know because I, I don't really right now with mm -hmm. we'll get into more of this a little more in depth talking all three divisions. I don't really trust what Milwaukee's doing at the plate because they've been they've been so Jekyll and Hyde. They have a bunch of guys who ride very much the home road split streaks and they're a team too that they've been hitting a lot of balls on the ground, which even with even when you have good hard hit percentages like Christian Yelich has, when you hit every other ball on the ground right at the second baseman, it doesn't really matter. So the the hitting concerns me, but St. Louis, who's actually getting, doing a good job on the mound today with Dakota Hudson, they've been very, very hard to pin down from a pitching perspective. So many injuries. Yeah. No idea what you're going to get out of Jack Flaherty. Second half of the year, Alex Reyes has not even seen the mound. Not sure if he'll even come back. So it, to me, I, I just have a preseason Brewers ticket there at minus 170, and I'm, I'm just standing pat. I, I really have no good feel right now. The, the 275, though, feels a little rich, if anything. I would agree with you. I like the price on the Cardinals right now. It's about 160, 170, depending on where you get it. But the problem for me, to your point with St. Louis, is the lack of the starting pitching. We'll see if they can come around on that. 
I like their offense far better than Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee's yeah. offense makes the Guardians almost look like they're dangerous offensively. <laughs> yeah, so, but, yeah, exactly. The Brew Crew, that's where the concern lies. We'll see if they can get that straight now. But um, long way to go. But I, I have to believe that in the NL East will be the two most intriguing division races because it's. I think in the NL East, it's both teams playing well or better than opponents. Whereas I think in the NL Central right now, it's more ineptitude. And the fact yep. that they get to play the Reds, the Pirates, and the Cubs so often. We saw, I mean, we saw last year. Not a single team finished with the winning record yep. against over, over 500 teams. So far, that is the case right now in the NL Central. We'll do a little more deeper breakdown into those three division races. Still up for grabs in a little bit. But I do have some NFL news and notes. We want to hit on them all before we hit a break with the Baker Mayfield uh, trade now official. And we've had a couple days to ruminate here on the odds and the overall perspective here with Mayfield going to Carolina in exchange for that conditional 2024 fifth-round draft pick, we've seen what the oddsmakers have perceived this move to be, and it's really been not much. You know, Maybe slight shortening of the prices on the Panthers in the Super Bowl conference divisional markets. Win total maybe a slightly tick up here, six in a lot of shops before, now six and a half, but still the overjuice on a plus price here. What do you think about the, about this overall move here for Carolina and is this is this warranting enough to to expect them to at least be a game or two better than they would have been with what what was the worst quarterback room in the NFL by a pretty wide margin last year? I, I would agree with you. I'm not a big Sam Darnold guy. I didn't think he was going to be particularly good coming out of USC. Thought he was a turnover machine. Continued to be that way in the National Football League. I think Baker gives them an upgrade. But I'll tell you what, for Baker, this is an important year because is he going to be a guy that could be a starter for you or is he going to be a guy that's a consistent backup? I'm interested to see that game against the Browns. That'll be a lot of fun in that game. Uh, but, excuse me, from a betting standpoint, this does nothing for me. I'm with you. It's, and it's easy to pile on Mayfield and say, hey, look, we can, you know, we can make fun of how the off-the-field you know, off work ethic hasn't been great, and there have been so many different things as a number one draft pick you would have expected more out of. But the reality is Sam Darnold, behind a pretty porous offensive line as well right. last year, uh, was the, the worst possible situation you could have had in the National Football League. And if you're Carolina, I, I get it. You're at least taking a swing here. It is. I am a little surprised to see Mayfield such a high minus money price to start week one at minus 1,200. I thought that was a little odd that it was maybe because it's Cleveland, but that surprised me all that it was set that high. Ben, I completely agree with you. Mike Palm and I were talking about that earlier this week on Odds On. We thought uh, Sam Darnold has a chance. He's been in the system, has a little bit more familiarity and also, you got to factor in if somebody gets hurt, that's another concern. But I don't think it's a slam dunk that um, we see Baker Mayfield as a starter here. I, I just don't get this minus $12 price on Baker. I'm with you. And when we first saw the trade come out, and before any of the odds had changed, there, a lot of the reports were, look, Darnold has had a really good spring. The Panthers, and they were saying all the right things, right? Like, they yeah. still liked him. He was going to be the front runner coming into camp. So I was expecting more like, yeah, Mayfield, maybe like, I don't know, dollar, if you, if you were really handicapping it, maybe like a dollar fifty two hundred favorite. Not twelve hundred. I mean, that suggests this. This is not even a. It's not even a competition, is what that number suggests. You're absolutely right. You've seen that places like in Carolina. Excuse me, in Tennessee, it's minus fourteen hundred for Tannehill. I don't even know why there's there's a consideration unless Tannehill yeah. gets hurt. Uh, Malik Willis is not going to be the starting quarterback there. So that's the one thing that surprises me. But I'm just a little bit shocked that this number is as out of whack as it is. No, I'm I'm totally with you. If the opponent week one was not the Cleveland Browns, yes, the number would probably be more of, of what we're we're suggesting here. But but look, Tepper Tepper's the richest owner in the National Football League. He's a hedge fund guy. He is not going to be sitting there saying to Matt Rule, "What well, we're going to start? We're going to start who gives us the best chance." And if you're Matt Rule, you got to win games, or you're going to be out of a job. This is a pretty massive third year for Matt yeah. Rule, especially. 
firing his offensive coordinator midseason and Joe Brady. You bring in Ben McAdoo. We'll see how that all works. Uh, they, they didn't know Emsinger was the one who deserved all the credit down at LSU. Yeah. <laughs> He's just not a publicity guy. That's why didn't he didn't get it. it. They didn't know it. All right, good NFL discussion tomorrow. We'll get into more of the MLB afternoon card. That is up next here on Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We roll on on Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Ben Wilson, alongside Amal Shaw from our Circus Sportsbook studio in downtown Las Vegas. Amal continues to sweat his um, men's doubles championship match there at, uh, at Wimbledon. <laughs> well, you know, it's like in sports. It's What gets frustrating is uh, when you see people have opportunities and they blow them. Like, yep. there's certain scenarios, like in baseball, if a ground ball is hit and you got a chance to turn a 6-4-3 and you don't, and then all of a sudden it leads to runs. And, you know, the, even though teams have struggled to hit with launch angles the last couple of years, they still take advantage of it. You usually see larger innings when those things happen. We're fifth set, four all on serve. And a couple, you yeah. have uh, you uh, the Metkic-Pavic duo there who uh, who had a couple of break opportunities, could not uh, could not get it. We have a bunch of MLB action, though, coming up here. Top of the hour, nine different games on the docket and and some really interesting uh, pitching matchups. I'll, I'll start with uh, what, we, what we'll have here uh, going on in New York, where the New York Mets, Atlanta Braves, we just talked about it in the last segment, and we'll get into the deeper dive on the overall division here. But uh, Carlos Carrasco, it's been, A, a nice human interest story when you you come off of a, have, a, have all sorts of off-the-field health issues, and you come back, and he's actually pitched pretty well. Uh, but it's an interesting matchup for him today against a Miami team that we kind of consider not, more of a, you know, just a, a pitch-laden team that doesn't really do much with the bats. But you know, Miami have, have had their moments, especially... Uh, against righties this year, where they've at least been able to you know, knock knock some guys around, put together runs at times. Uh, Carrasco, though, getting a lot of market respect here, seeing him about a dollar seventy-five favorite against Garrett, the lefty on the mound here for the Marlins. I also think it's a combination of the fact the Mets are coming off a last loss last night, uh, opportunity to bounce back. To me, when you have a team that's better, in my opinion, the Mets than the Marlins, good chance there, and you see mm-hmm. that in so many situations. And I think that's a team you would look at. I think the Rays are a team that'll be in a similar situation, losing two to one yesterday. So. Just something to consider if you're looking at betting this Mets-Marlins game, which goes in about 40 minutes. Yep, uh, and you think about uh, Miami as well. Uh, it is right, just pulling up the latest updated numbers after last night against righties this year. Miami, ninth, uh, actually tied for eighth now in WRC plus eight in average. So you can't just, you know, blindly say, oh, it's it's Miami, they don't really hit. If it's a quality pitcher, you automatically penciled in. But you make the good point, too. The, the, the ebbs and flows here as we come up toward the All-Star break. It, it is really fascinating where some of these teams... I would look at like when Toronto was in Oakland this past week, looked like they'd have rather been anywhere else yeah. than, than at, at Oak, Oak Coliseum. So you're trying to pick your spots where it makes sense to trust some of these teams off a loss, especially when you have to lay a price, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I thought you'd bring up, bring up a really good point with Toronto. Good opportunity against a bad Oakland team. Uh, then you go to Seattle against a team had been struggling, turned things around the last 10 days, now over 500 or at 500. But uh, those are the opportunities you got to cash in on if you're a team looking to make a run. Yeah, and it, that's a team that goes tonight with their stopper out. Mano, we'll mm-hmm. talk about the night slate a little bit later. At least for for folks looking to get bets in here again, these are all games starting in the next half hour. So, uh, pretty amazing too what we've seen in Baltimore this year. That's kind of gone under the radar because yep. they're in such a loaded division, where they've been the fourth best team in baseball over the past month essentially. Uh, they and it's a team you can't anymore just blindly fade because they've actually got a lot of really good pieces. And Dean Kramer goes today. He is a dog at home against Patrick Sandoval, the lefty for uh, the Angels, but uh, seeing it about a, to a dollar to plus 105 dog in this spot. But what do you make of Baltimore, especially the way they've played at home this year? Yeah, this team has been far better than you would anticipate. They had an opportunity um, 
and yesterday they come from behind. Uh, really, this team really got going in July, Ben, against the White Sox, and I was really impressed with what they did in Chicago. Last night, they're trailing. They score three runs in the ninth inning to walk off the win against the Angels. You, you bring up a good, good point again, which is that they have not been the fade that they've always been, and you look at them, they, they have kind of designed their team around what they changed the Oriole Park, uh, Camden Yards yep. kind of facility to, and they're much more effective. And we'll see what happens as we continue to move forward with them. Yeah, you see some of the splits there on on the Orioles right now. The up to date numbers twenty three and seventeen at home. They're only, this is a team that had a, a win total in the low sixties, and they're forty one and forty four. That might yeah. that actually might be one of the first win totals to to cash at least to the over this year. No question about it. And the real challenge for them is the fact that they're in a division where you mentioned it: Boston, Toronto, New York, and of course Tampa as well. I mean, that's so unfair when you compare to what the you know some of the other teams where I mentioned earlier in the previous segment. The the Brewers and the Cardinals get to play the Reds, the Cubs, and the uh, Pirates. It's it's a very when you look when you especially when you have win total bets on those those teams and like every other series is yeah. against a, a team like a Pittsburgh or a Cincinnati. You're like, oh, this is great. We're just we're just racking up wins. Uh, not the same for Baltimore. We'll see how Kramer does today. Dean Kramer for Baltimore, two forty eight ERA, but a four seventy six expected uh, fielding independent pitching. So we'll see if he's able to stay off stave off regression. If you're taking another shot there. Uh, and uh, on uh, Baltimore in that spot, you were talking earlier as well, Amal, about Minnesota, the spot yeah. they're in atop the AL Central. Uh, what do you what do you make of the Martin Perez situation for them going up against a very solid lefty in certainly a pitcher's park there in, at Globe Life? Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a tight game. I like the under eight and a half here. I think both teams will be effective in terms of pitching the ball. Uh, we'll see what the Twins' offense is able to do in this one. Uh, this should be a very competitive game. Perez has been tremendous, Ben, at home. He's been great the whole year, but if you look at his numbers at home. Outside an early start in the season, he hasn't given up more than three earned runs in any game. And I think against a team like Minnesota, who seems to score in bunches, and Perez works quickly and effectively, I think that helps your defense immensely. This should be a pretty good opportunity. Again, last night, Twins jump out 3-0, uh, give up, I think, six runs in the fifth inning, blow the game there, and they end up losing 6-5. And you see the Rangers and, and how this one splits out today. Rangers are getting the money, and they are about a twenty-five favorite at BetMGM right now. Twins... <laughs> This year, uh, they've given up the fifth most homers per nine with their bullpen. It's 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 not just like a it's not like it, it's a walks or a command thing. But when you're consistently giving up bombs, that's that's like the first sign to me and all that you've got issues. When you're coming in and opposing hitters are just teeing your guys up straight away, you're you're giving up the fifth most homers in the majors out of your pen on a per nine inning basis. That's the first sign to me that it's it's really hard to trust them on a full nine inning game. Uh, type of wager when you're actually looking to bet on them uh, day by day. Would completely agree with you. And I think if you're the Twins, you're going to have to go get some arms at the trade deadline to be yeah. able to improve this bullpen. Ben, reality is Minnesota, they should have about a seven or eight game lead over both teams right now. And it's I think somewhere around three and a half or four over Cleveland and six over Chicago. Th this team has squandered some opportunities to really pull away. I, I remember the one game against the Guardians. They scored like 11 runs and couldn't even close that one out or 10 runs somewhere in that range. You, you've got to be able to do that if you're going to be able to win a division. Yep, no question about that. Uh, the other couple of games, there, there are two with very massive lines coming up here. Well, actually three of them. Uh, you have the Brewers and uh, and Brandon Woodruff, who's been excellent yep. in his two starts since coming back off the I.L. Uh, I don't, did you see how the, the send last night by the Pirate third base coach to end I the game? I did not. Uh, I'll, I'll show it to you in the break. It was yeah. one of the most ridiculously horrific sends of a, on, a, on a double by Daniel Vogel back to right center last night. In a uh, in a four three game, they tried to score the runner from first to uh, to tie the game. It ended very poorly. That's all I will say. I, uh, and they and they are now, as you see on your screen, a massive dog against the uh, the Woodruff led Brewers today here. 
I, you know, I didn't see the play, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. But I'll tell you what, I don't have as much of an objection sending guys. I in get a lot it. of times. It's against Josh Hader too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's against Hader. Are you going to get a hit? You get a base hit. You're going to win the game the next AB. But um, you know, sometimes the risk isn't worth the reward. There are too many times where I think uh, guys don't go. I think they should make the guy make a perfect throw. I can't wait to show this to you because, yeah. like, the ball was in Omar Narvaez's glove, and I think the runner was like just coming into the picture, and he almost would have been better off just getting into a pickle. Like that's how far out he was by, and, uh, and that ended the game. So between that game, you have Kyle Wright in Atlanta, a huge favorite against Patrick Corbin, the struggling lefty for the Nationals. That's another spot, well over two dollars. And then Framber Valdez, a near three dollar favorite in Oakland today against Logue. A couple of lefties go at it in Astros and A's. Any angles you'd look at in any of those three games? You know, I'm a big run line guy, so if you're looking at the Astros, look at the run line. Day, uh, what time is that game, Ben? That is starting in a half hour. Yeah, day, day game, game should be a little bit more scoring yeah. in Oakland, uh, California. You get the marine layer air at night tends to be much more difficult to score. Um, but, you know, I, I think the Guardians are another team in a bounce-back spot. Last night, they blow a 3-1 lead in the eighth inning. Royal scored two in the eighth, one in the ninth. They walk it off there. So it'll be interesting in terms of opportunities you might be looking at today. I, I love teams at home coming off a loss against an inferior team. And I think we see that with the Metropolitans against uh, the Marlins. I know the Guardians are on the road, uh, but right. those are some scenarios you might take a look at. Mentioning the Astros, they, they are getting priced through the moon. Even on the run line, you, you have to lay $1.62 uh, on, on the pass, run line. Pass on that game. Yeah. And there are some, too, where the two-and-a-half run line is yeah. now the, st the standard juice there. But Tristan McKenzie has been a very interesting pitcher. You mm -hmm. look at him for the Guardians if you're wanting to back Cleveland today uh, against Teasley and the Royals there at Kauffman. Got to lay about $1.36 to do so. McKenzie like, put up great numbers them all early on in the season but had a lot of regression sort of metrics yeah. coming back at him. And it has been an absolute uh, brutal slog here these last couple of starts, mostly because it, it was the Twins. He gave up 13 runs combined right. in 10 and a third, his, his two outings back-to-back -back against Minnesota. And right as we were ready to kind of write him off and say, okay, regression monster got to him, throws seven shutout, gives up one hit in the game against the Yankees. So what do you make of a young guy like McKenzie at this point? In the you year? know, with young players, uh, whatever level, collegiate level, professional level, consistency is always the challenge. And I think that's the same thing you're seeing with McKenzie here. But the problem is, what's happening now with the Guardians is their offense is struggling. So it puts an inordinate amount of pressure on the uh, pitchers to be effective. You, you feel like, I can't give up a run. I can't mm -hmm. give up a two spot here. We're going to get beat. And that's exactly what's happening right now. McKenzie and the Guardians. That is a total, by the way, of eight and a half today in uh, Kansas City. Minus 136. The best number you can get. Minus 140 uh, at BetMGM. Uh, the only other game we have not got to. Actually, a couple of them. Kyle Freeland and the Rockies in Arizona against Madison Bumgarner. D-backs, small favorites there, about $1.30 at MGM. And then Drew Rasmussen goes up against the the home run allowing machine, Hunter Green in Cincinnati. Rasmussen and the Rays about a dollar fifty favorites. Uh, any, anything there in either of those? Yeah, two? if you're looking at Tampa again, bounce back spot there for them. I would look at the run line on the road. You're going to get the nine abs, and uh, you mentioned Hunter Green's had his issues. And if Tampa's ever going to hit the baseball, it's got to be at the small park. You would uh, you would think so? A total of nine and a half over there. Hunter Green, twenty two homers allowed in seventy six innings. That is wow. That is hard to do. We will welcome Mike Piranio to the show up next from the Mandalay Bay Sports book here on betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is Betting Across America as we welcome you back to the show. Joined by Amal Shaw on the desk. I'm Ben Wilson from our South, our, our Circa Sportsbook Studio. I've been at the South Point all week, Amal, so I'm getting used to the new, uh, the new digs over here. We go to Mandalay Bay where we welcome in our good friend, Mike Piranio, who joins the show every Saturday at about this time, the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook Director. Uh, even though it is kind of the dog days of summer, Mike, I mean, as we welcome you in, like, there's still a lot happening, and you can certainly attest to that on, on a day like today. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting with, uh, you know, we, we have some future moves going on with the British Open coming up next week, and, and now, we, you know, the hockey, they kind of got through that. We had some action on the hockey, but uh, Wimbledon was surprisingly, even with the time difference and and uh, was surprisingly busy for us this year. And uh, so uh, it's still going on, and it's a good good result for us so far, too, in uh, Wimbledon. 
Uh, Mike, you mentioned that some of these smaller sports, kind of like golf, tennis, uh, sports maybe some people don't pay that close attention to. It feels like post-pandemic, it's been a real rise in people's interest in, uh, in some of the smaller sports. Yeah, especially golf. I mean, I can't tell you uh, the difference in golf handles uh, since the pandemic. And, and uh, I think people kind of got the, the golf bug now uh, watching it over the pandemic and with it being one of the few sports that was playing. So uh, it's interesting to see uh, how that's going and, and how much more people are into it. And it's, you know, it's an, uh, out of the sports that, you know, held over a four-day period, it's important if we have lots of more people betting on it, it's uh, four days of handle, especially if we can on the majors where we're doing in-play and in-game wagering. And, uh, and you know, golf's kind of, uh, other than maybe the runaway turn, uh, league that started up, uh, they've kind of done some good things with these marketings of, of you know shadow creek matches and and football players playing with pros it's uh, interesting to see how they're marketing and it seems to be working no it's a great point you make too and you consider i mean there's round by round matchups as well there's so many different things at least in the scottish open this week xander shoffley seven under heading into sunday he was one of the pre-tournament favorites around 18 to 1 so he's in a in a pretty good uh, position what was what were a lot of the people betting this week, uh, Mike? And anybody already, I know you said there's already been some movement on next week as we get ready for the Open Championship there at uh, Royal St. Andrews. Yeah, didn't have a lot of uh, handle. Shoffley's, I'm sure, after winning last week, he's probably not a great result for us, but uh, I'm pretty sure the rest of that top 10 uh, we're probably maybe the rest of the next 20 <laughs> or 30 uh, are good winnings, winners for us. Uh, next week, though, you know, that's the, the Open, and uh, I still call it the British Open, but I don't know. Uh, we, it, we have significant losers already, and the people are betting that, uh, and that's part of the golf being more popular. People bet it when they're in town here. If they don't have legalized gambling where they're at, they, they, they bet them ahead of time. And we've got some pretty significant losses on Zalatoris which, and Shoffley again. Uh, so we probably want to root for him to win this week because he's probably not going to win three weeks in a row. So, uh, and Finau is a loser for us. And then uh, uh, the big winners are the LIV guys, Kupka, Deshambo, uh, and then surprisingly Rom and Thomas. And uh, it's interesting to see Kepko and Deshambo uh, being uh, significant winners for us, uh, especially after them deciding to play in the other league. But uh, I was surprised at having Rom and uh, Thomas as uh, uh, winners for us. Mike, how much more action do you take on a major compared to the regular weekend tournaments that you know maybe people don't follow as closely? Uh, substantial. I, I you know the majors are big. Uh, maybe percentage-wise the same as uh, championship NFL week and, and a regular season and maybe week three, that kind of ratio bigger. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's something uh, majors are big and people like it. It's nice when they're in the same time zones. That kind of hurts us uh, somewhat. But, uh, you know, with in-play and, and apps now, people – can be betting at two in the morning. So it's not that bad anymore as it used to be uh, in the old days. And uh, we've had significant actions. Zalatoris went from 40 to 22 to one. Shoffley went down from 25 to 14. Uh, we're always getting Burns action too now because he's always a little too high to start with. He's down to 33 to one. And the opposite side, Kepka went from 16 to one at the start, you know, months ago. Now he's 33 to one, which is still uh, not a very good price. It should be more like 100 to 1. 
I would certainly agree with that, with that sentiment. Uh, Mike Peranio, the racing sportsbook manager over at Mandalay Bay, joining us. Uh, Tiger Woods is always one of those guys, too. It, it seems like no matter the state of his game, you were going to get action on him. Any, any significant, significant wagers already on uh, Tiger for next week there at St. Andrews? No, not not really. I mean, I think last time I looked, I think we had him at forty to one. Uh, which, considering he couldn't finish the last tournament, even the one, first one, he could. When he watched him after he got off the course, how he walked, it looked like he was hiding it, kind of. Which I'm not sure what the point of that is. It's not the, a competition against individuals, but uh, uh, it's just uh, we had a guy in the other day, and he goes, "Yeah, I, I won on Tiger so much. I still want to run or try to win some more on him," but. Uh, Forty to one does not seem like a good price to me, and uh, it's good that he's playing, and that's a hopeful sign. Maybe he's getting improving each week and getting better. But after watching the last time he played, I I would hesitate. Uh, I just wouldn't bet him until I see something. I, I agree with you. I think forty to one. He should be four hundred to one. I mean, you don't even know if he's going to be able to make, the, let alone finish the tournament. Is he going to make the cut? I, I think sometimes people get so enamored with names that just it shocks me how many times you see people take certain matches and certain bets there, as Mike alluded to. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit here. We had a little bit of news with Baker Mayfield going to the Carolina Panthers. Not much movement there. But what's going on in terms of how you guys are handling or approaching the Cleveland Browns scenario? Because Deshaun Watson, obviously, is still in limbo in terms of how long is he going to be suspended uh, and what the Browns market would look like from a betting standpoint. How are you guys approaching that? Yeah, I mean, there's no significant moves. I, and the the part of the problem is the Panthers are still perceived as a weak team, and I, I know I saw some publicity out of the Panthers. That doesn't look like they're internally taking this move very well either, which can't help when uh, you have your own players not sure you they want you there. But uh, uh, Mayfield's, you know, to be honest, he's not considered a game changer at a quarterback mm-hmm. position. Um, which could change. I mean, he, uh, he looked like he had the talent, and maybe it was Cleveland. He is not the only person to have a bad run at Cleveland and to snap out of it once they leave. So uh, that, that would be interesting to see how he does. But, uh, you know, I, what they're going to do if he doesn't work out, uh, maybe Fitzpatrick's coming back this year. <laughs> He's, hey, look, Fitzpatrick's a lot of the, uh, especially on the East Coast, Mike, there's still a lot of the odds boards that have Fitzpatrick on the list to be like MVP or comeback player of the year, even though he's technically, uh, he's technically retired right now. I don't, I'm all, I'm, I'm also giving me that look like it's not the craziest idea in the world to ever throw out there. I don't no, know. no, but I tell you what, I, the one we can't figure out is Baker to start. Yeah, we saw one. was minus $12 at DraftKings and uh, the take back on Sam Darnold was like six or $7. I don't think it's as much of a slam dunk as people think. How do you see it, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. That's, uh, you know, it, it's just so hard to take the, the, those kind of uh, stances and, and, and wager on them with, uh, you know, a, a good thing to keep in mind, especially since gambling is legal everywhere almost now and it's getting more and more. Uh, it's important for people to, uh, two things. First of all, important to know, you know, you don't have to bet it until you feel comfortable about it. But there's a lot of things going on uh, with betting, on, and you need to know the house rules. And I can't emphasize enough uh, it's just something it's you guys uh, do a job of it, but people need to know 
every place has a different house rule. Every state can have different house rules. You can't bet New Jersey teams in New Jersey. Uh, we just had something with tennis. You know, if uh, some places, if they don't play a full set, it's a refund. Some it's two sets. Uh, I, I think we, it was Nadal went with a, an injury, although he hadn't started the match, so it was obviously mm-hmm. a refund on that match. But there are cases where, in tennis especially, because they can play such long tournaments and long matches, where a guy gets injured and you need to know your house rules on any sport because they differ state to state. Certainly great, yes. Great uh, piece of advice for all of our viewers, listeners uh, out there to, uh, to hear. Uh, always a pleasure as well having Mike Pranio join us on this uh, Saturday edition, Betting Across America. You can find him over at the Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook Outstanding Property over there. Mike uh, handling all the, all the action behind the counter. Always a pleasure to have you on, Mike. I'm sure we'll be catching up with you soon. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Amal, it is over in the doubles, by the way. Yeah, I saw that. It was it's very one-sided. Yeah, uh, Ebden and uh, Purcell coming through there. Congratulations to them as they win that one. Uh, I was trying to find the Cardinals score. I was just seeing it. Still uh, nothing, nothing as we go. I believe we're going to seven. the seventh inning. Top Bo- of the seven. Both teams with Zip, two Zip. hits each. Wow. Dakota Hudson, I'll talk about it in a second. We're going to update all the live scores and odds on the other side of the break. Had been horrific over the past month. Big start for him at home against the Phillies. We'll update everything on the other side as we roll into hour number two of our betting across America here from our Circa Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.